0: Welcome to Disney Planning Insights. This is a replay of our DPI News and Notes show that we do every Tuesday over on Facebook. To see my smiling face, find us on Facebook at DPI Podcast or on YouTube at the Disney Planning Insights Podcast. Now enjoy this episode after a short ad from our friends at Anchor I'm Matt, welcome to Disney Planning Insights. Through creative content and live shows, we explain the hidden details of the Disney experience so that our clients can execute memorable adventures. Together with Princesses and the Mouse Disney Travel, we have helped hundreds of clients plan, book, and prepare for magical Disney vacations. Let our experience help you avoid common planning mistakes and maximize the enjoyment on your next Disney trip. Hey, hopefully you guys are all doing well tonight. It's Matt with the DPI podcast, and we've got um, a a good show tonight. We're going to have some fun. We've got Valentine's Day going on. So if you're watching this live, happy Valentine's Day. Um, Go do something nice for your significant other. Um, If you're listening to it on the podcast... Good for you. Way to do something nice for your significant other on Valentine's Day. And then come back and listen to us later. Um, But however you're listening to us, thank you. Um, We very much appreciate it. Make sure you hit that like button. And if you aren't subscribed um, to the YouTube channel, go ahead and do that. Disney Planning Insights. Uh, Like I said earlier, I think we've got Peter with Princesses in the Mouse uh, Disney Travel. That's going to be with us. I am trying to, I guess, get logged in. I don't know why i haven't done that yet um but (laughs) it's just been uh been one of those days um long day and we are really trying tonight so um we'll see what goes on and see if he comes on but um, lots of news coming from Disney. We've got some of the um, the fallout from the earnings call that happened last Wednesday. Uh, we've got some news on Tron. We've got some news on just a bunch of other stuff. Things that are opening, things that are um, getting ready to open. So, yeah, going to be a good show. Uh, let's see. Is Mr. Salvador going to start this? I don't know. who knows so we're uh we've got some stuff going on there so while he's getting on i'm gonna go ahead and jump into a little bit of news and uh at least get us started we'll talk about some of the the non-consequential stuff if you were um trying to get into the disneyland marathon stuff today um that didn't go so well for a lot of people it it filled up relatively quick uh, which is a good thing. I mean, it's cool that Disneyland's bringing their marathon back. Um, a lot of people didn't get a chance to register for anything, and a lot of people are doing, like, the coast-to-coast challenge, which is really crazy. So um, we'll see how that goes for people. But, yeah, really, really interesting to see there. Um Other thing that we have going on is we've got... uh a delay in the opening of Toontown. So Toontown was supposed to open on March the 3rd. Um, They've adjusted the opening date to March the 19th now. And basically they're saying, hey, heavy winter storms impacted our construction momentum and we're adjusting the reopening date of Mickey's Toontown. Um, I think it's just Disney being Disney on the uh, construction side. It's kind of been their M.O. here lately that they've just uh, been slow with just basically everything that's been coming out of the parks. So today was a big, 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 big day for Tron five years ago. Five years ago, they started clearing out the area that has become Tron. It's been a five year project. That's crazy to even think about. 2018, Valentine's Day 2018 is when they started that project. Um what else do we got going on? I just don't want to get into the the big 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 stuff if uh Peter's going to join us. Chippendale Rescue Rangers meet and gre- greet is coming to Hollywood Studios starting on February 15th. So tomorrow you can meet Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. Um So cool meet and greet there um they do a lot of fun stuff with Chippendale at hollywood studios they have their dinosaur outfits back in dino land um just a great place to meet some unique characters back there as well because not only do you get you know daisy duck back there as a fashion designer for um the the dinosaurs you also get you know launchpad mcquack and other unique characters meeting back there as well. So um if you haven't met characters back in Dino Land, a really, really good place to to go back there and and check out. Uh housekeeping, I'm pretty sure I talked about this last week, but uh housekeeping by the end of the month Disney will go back to full housekeeping for all of their rooms, which is really nice. Um I'm just a person that when I'm on vacation I want to have a nice clean set of sheets and all that kind of stuff uh when i get back to the room the next night it uh, just kind of is what it is for me i i just i just like that so um doesn't look like we're gonna have mr salvadori hold on one sec- i'm gonna text him and see what's going on oh he's texting me where are you at um <laughs> yes I try to join teams new link <laughs> so yeah he's uh kind of confused right now. Uh, um i can't see him he can't see me so that's really interesting let's see if i can't do this keep we're gonna we're gonna try and update teams on the fly here so give me one second and let's see what we get here Do to do to do. This makes for a great podcast when you've got um, technical issues like this. Let's go back here one more time. Let's try it out. Open Teams. That looks good, let's try this. Let's try that, let's try that. Let's try now, let's see what goes on here. I swear we're trying, we're trying, we're trying. I know we are, bang. It's just, again, it's just, it's just one of those things that happens. You and you hate to see it, but just kind of is what it is. So, um, here with Princesses and the Mouse, Disney Travel is going to join us here real soon, um, and we'll get into a bunch of the um, the good news, I guess, for some. The bad news for about seven thousand people um, here in in a little bit. We'll see what we got going there. Yeah, I just... I don't know what's going on. Don't know what's going on. It's just being kind of a pain today. Um, so, yeah. So, um, as soon as we can get Peter on over here, we're going to... Definitely check out um, what went on with the earnings call last week. We'll talk a little bit about the Reedy Creek Project and get into a top three. Um, Top three, if you haven't been part of the show, our top three is a fun segment where we choose a random topic and... Hey, there we go. I see him let's see what we got here there is peter i just don't see him yet so
1: there i have no idea because i was sitting in the meeting room waiting for you to join yeah you were sitting in the meeting room waiting for me to join but then i closed the meeting that i was in went back to the team's page And you were shown sitting in the meeting room that I had just left. (laughs) All right. I was literally sitting there like, there's only one participant. When is Matt going (laughs) to join? Matt's going to join by now. Matt Matt was there waiting. So uh, here we go. Let's go ahead and get
0: into the news real quick. We got 15 minutes. Uh, So let's just start out with. the the big topic, which is the earnings call. The earnings call, numbers-wise, went relatively well. Disney made money, um, they made a lot of money, and everything except for really the streaming service did well, and then Disney Plus was a big old drag down on the whole overall profit of of the, the, the company. And after the call, it basically came out. Well, it was on the call, and then after the call was kind of the clarification that they were going to lay off 7,000 employees. Um, Now, there was a letter that was sent out afterwards. Did you get to see that letter, any? about?
1: Uh, no, I just saw what you just talked about, that um, Disney Plus was a big red area, and then off of that, that there would be layoffs. And then um, somebody... I'm forgetting that person's name, but somebody relatively important into the whole process of Disney Plus resigned, like, shortly after.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, the 7,000 in layoffs are not going to affect frontline workers at the parks. So, your hourly workers, your housekeeping, that kind of stuff, uh, they said it would not affect. This was all going to be, like, management roles and salary roles and that kind of stuff, which is good to hear because, I mean... The parks have struggled because of staffing since the opening, the reopening in 2020. Um, So it's good to see that they're not going to really affect the staffing of the parks. But I'll be interested to see with, you know, with some of those salaried positions that get let go, what does the quality, what happens to the quality at the parks with those people leaving? You know, yes, you still have the face of disney in those cast members but there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that kind of goes with that quality that we expect
1: from the parks what do you think uh, yeah i think this is kind of a wait and see moment you know I don't, I don't know if you and i can sit and speculate on the impact i do know i can't imagine a lot comes out of the parks because it was already documented, I don't know, about a month ago or so. Um, Iger and Demaro basically went to both of the U.S. parks over the course of um, a few weeks and, I don't know, opened their ear to cast members and guests alike and already kind of noted the less-than-stellar experiences going on right now yeah. in terms of the park quality and the guest experience all those other things you know we talked about I don't know last week 2 weeks ago that as a result of that they were like yeah why are we charging at our hotels that's such a money grab and and you know I can't I can't imagine a lot of of change at the parks when they already acknowledge that the parks make us a good amount of money, and we're already not necessarily living up to the, to the expectation.
0: Yeah, yeah, and 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 that I think there's a lot of things there that are really, really important to think about. Now, you know, the impact to get to guest experience is something I, I brought up, and one of the things that they brought up during the um, during the earnings call was. That they were going to keep the reservation system in place for the time being. Um, I think there's good and bad when it comes to the the reservation system. On the good side, you know, on those peak times, you know, spring break weekends, your holidays, that kind of stuff. If you have a reservation, you know you're getting into the park. Um, That's the good on it. I think there's a lot of bad that goes into... Why they have a reservation system for a Wednesday in September, um, when the parks aren't, none of the parks are going to hit capacity, and you know, park hopping and that kind of stuff is never going to be an issue. So,
1: yeah. On, but on that topic, during those peak times, having the reservation system in place causes you to plan ahead a little bit and say okay, I'm going to these parks on these days, which lets Disney plan staffing and personnel and putting assets in the right places versus to also your point, like a Wednesday in September, if your park reservation is for Epcot and you go, you know what, I'd rather go to Hollywood Studios tomorrow. Okay, so cancel it and switch it. It's not gonna be a problem because they're not gonna be booked solid. So uh, even within there, right? like depending on what time you go of the year, then you're still gonna have that fluidity. You just have to go through the step of putting the reservation on. Cause you could even wake up morning up if you're there during a downtime yeah. and go, yeah, I'm not really feeling, yeah, let's just go ahead and head over to, H- and then just switch the reservation up and then you're fine.
0: Exactly, exactly. Um, moving on to some other news, so the the Florida government did pass some changes to the Reedy Creek Improvement District. Um, and it's no longer going to be called the Reedy Creek Improvement District. And we talked about this a little bit last week about how they were going to change the name. And really one of the big changes that came out of it is that the government now has the ability to place people on this board that's going to guide the Reedy Creek Improvement District or the, what is it, the Florida Tourism Yeah. District. Or, or Central Florida Tourism District. Um, it's, it, it, again, it's not a huge deal. And Disney released a statement and it was a really vanilla statement and i i'm 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 gonna double down on something that i said a long time ago i think disney wants this because it takes something off of their plate the state of florida is not going to let that area go downhill because of how much revenue it produces for the state. Every time Mm. that you touch anything with your credit card there, you're paying Florida state tax. You're paying a resort fee. You're paying something that funds that government into the future. So they know how much that area means to them and they're going to take care of it. What it alleviates from Disney is some of the financial obligations that were entailed and the state of Florida and the residents in that area pick up on some of that cost which again it benefits Disney down the road so as much as everybody tried to make a big deal on it I think this was a backroom handshake hey let's put on a little bit of a show and in the end we're both going to get a little bit of what we want out of it and it's really not going to change a whole hell of a lot so,
1: yeah. And you and I talked about that last week. So, you know, I I think a lot of it had to do with the changing command. Yeah. Well, so if, if we were not, if we had the other Bob, I think we'd have a different resolution going on. I think there'd be, I think there would be a lot more control being grabbed. Uh, but really that's what this is all about. Right. It's like, it's, it's about oversight. Really what this bill does is it lets, Florida start to take a more active role in the planning and management of what used to be sort of its own standalone area that just kind of went unchecked. Well, not that it's going to be super checked, but now it's just going to be moving that area kind of in an agreed upon direction, as opposed to a, we'll go where we want, regardless of what you think type of situation. So, yeah. And like you said, I mean, Florida, SeaWorld, Universal, and Disney, they act like they're at war with each other, but really they're not. They're all incredibly crucial to the state of Florida's economic thriving, you know? Exactly, exactly. Of the number of people that go in and out of Orlando International Airport, I would be curious the percentage that then head slightly southwest.
0: Well, and that's the thing. I mean, if you take those three resort areas, take Legoland out of there as well because Legoland was just kind of like a hey, the other three are doing it. Why the hell don't we? Um, you take those out of Orlando and nobody goes to Orlando. Everybody goes to the beach. Nobody goes to Orlando. Orlando's a swamp in the middle of the, in the in the middle of the state.
1: And With now a it lot has of fantastic entertainment experiences.
0: Exactly. Now it's got a ton of entertainment there that people travel to. Okay. Let's talk a bit a little bit about that entertainment. We've got big news on two openings coming up. So we, we got a hard opening date and a reservation date for oh, Roundup Rodeo up. Barbecue. No, don't don't say it. <laughs> I need to get a reservation.
1: Uh, it's the twenty second. It's the twenty second everybody. It's the twenty
0: second. <laughs> so starting on February twenty first. Ah, you can said the right date. Yeah. February twenty first, you can you can start making reservations for the Rodeo Roundup Bar- uh, Roundup Rodeo Barbecue um, at Hollywood Studios. The restaurant will open on March the twenty third, and it is uh, located in Toy Story Land over in Hollywood Studios. Um, looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Good food on the menu. I think this is going to be one of those uh, cool cool reservations, and I don't know if it's going to be one of those places that you're like. I got to go back every time, but it's gonna be one of those things that you have to experience at least once.
1: Yeah, I, I'm really, you know, we talked about it before. I'm really looking forward to it. I will definitely be on uh, at 545 Eastern time so that I'm ready at six o'clock to grab my day and I'll grab whatever, lunch, dinner, doesn't really matter to me. Um, but like you said, but it, it's another option, right? Because if you, if you go to the Parks of Bunch, 50s prime time, great restaurant. Eh, I don't know if I necessarily need to go get the fried chicken and the meatloaf every time. Mama Melrose, fantastic Italian restaurant. Uh, so is Tony's Town Square. Yeah. You know, it's 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 another thing, and um, like there are other things similar to it on property a little bit, and um, it's going to be good though. I'm I'm really excited. I'm really excited to see what the scenery looks like in there. I'm sure the menu is going to be fantastic. I love, I love the little play on some of the menu items. Like, uh, I'm a married or uh, married Spuds Uh is a menu item, and then I'm trying to remember, but there's something that kind of hat tips to Slinky Dog and and other stuff. So yeah, going to be really really exciting. It's going to be good.
0: And then on the other big opening, the one that we've been talking about basically every week for the whole year. Tron this week. Annual pass holders got the email for their, to sign up for their um, previews. And then D23 gold members are going to have a special event. Um, and they just added something really cool to that. They're going to do a D23 gold member screening of Tron Legacy oh, as man. well at Disney Springs. Uh, so the D23 gold member event is $50 for your plus one. And you can park at the Contemporary, you get to be in the park for a couple of hours and you get to ride Tron as much as you can for those two hours as well. So pretty
1: yeah, and, cool. Um, just to clarify, so pass holders are not able to book yet. They got a teaser email that says on Thursday, they'll get a secondary email that gives them the links and instructions and dates and everything. So yes. if you're like, well, what are the dates? What are the dates? We don't have the dates yet. We'll have them on Thursday once people start getting their official emails. They got a teaser email saying, be ready on the 16th.
0: There you go. There you go. Uh, Did you watch the Super Bowl?
1: I think it's the 16th.
0: Uh, Of course. Did you see the Disney 100 commercial?
1: Oh, I almost cried.
0: It was fantastic.
1: I, I really did. Like, I was watching it. I was like, oh, this is for the 100th. And I just, like, watched all the scenes go by. And it was... It was fantastic. It really was. It was a, a really great, great commercial. Um, I actually, as soon as we watched that, I turned to uh, Jessica and I was like, so maybe we need to go to Disneyland in the next year. <laughs> Disney World is coming out of their 50th Magic Kingdom celebration. it. it Outside of some merchandise and stuff, they're not really doing much. Disneyland, on the other hand, is kind of going off the rails over the 100th, which makes sense, so.
0: Well, and I and I, I think, you know, I'll throw a rumor out there on this. I really think at D23, you see a switch over from Disneyland being full throw in the 100th to Disney World being full throw in the 100th, since they like to do everything for 18 months. It makes a whole hell of a lot of sense nine months in that they make that switch over. So interested to see what comes out with panels and stuff like that at D23 concerning changes, because we know we're getting a new Epcot show for the hundredth and what else, what else are they going to put in? Are they going to put an opening scene into, uh, uh, happily ever after? Are they going to do something like that for the hundredth as well? So, Really, really, really cool things on the horizon, but that is the end of news. Um, so it's time for um, at least my favorite segment of the show. Top three. It's
1: the only reason I log on.
0: Uh, business trip.
1: Uh, <laughs> the people move <made> around
0: It comes <laughs> single a little bit. All right. What's going on, everybody? It is top three time. This is the DPI Podcast. I'm Matt with Disney Planning Insights. Guy on the other screen, and I just have to point at you. I have to remember that. Peter Salvadori from Princesses and the Mouse Disney Travel. It's that guy there. Um, We are going to pick a random category, and we are going to give you our top three after we get about 20 seconds to think about it. So no cut screens, nothing funny like that. We are... Very transparent, other unlike the Biden administration, about what we're doing. So uh, here we go. <laughs> so here is our bag of ideas, and we are going to go with number 17. Number 17 this week, and let's see what number 17 is going to be. Google Sheets. I thought I had this all open. 17 is, I know. Ah, here you go. This is is a quality one. Your favorite face character meet and greet. So no fur, only faces.
1: Yeah, I had to sit for him. I was like, the hell is he doing? Oh, (laughs) got
0: it. (laughs) You've got 20
1: seconds. Planning your first trip and getting overwhelmed by all the details? Planning your next trip and just want some new suggestions on things you haven't tried? Contact me at Princess and the Mouse Travel, and I'd love to work with you planning your next trip to the most magical place on Earth.
0: You can contact Princesses and the Mouse Disney Travel on Facebook at P-A-T-M Disney Travel. Alright, today's top three is face character meet and greets, and we are, um probably going to bounce around a lot of the parks there's a lot of good face character meet and greets here
1: um so there are you, it's honestly like just rolling through my head the sheer number of them and i know you're thinking like what are the best three? Like I'm trying to still (laughs) limit it down in my mind to like, Oh, that one's kind of unique, which kind of makes it special. So maybe go with
0: that one. Yeah. I'm sitting with five and I'm like, okay, let's see what Peter does. And okay. Uh, So if you guys got an idea of your top three face character meet and greets, put them down in the comments, let us know in the question and answer section over on the Spotify app. Um, And if you've got an idea for a top three in a future show, Go over to the website. It's down at the bottom right now, but if you're listening to us, it's patmdisneytravel.wixsite.com forward slash planning. The box is going to be in the upper right-hand corner, and you can submit your top three idea to us.
1: So, Peter, why don't you start us off with your number three? Uh, uh, see, I don't know if I'm still ready for this. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's go with... okay. Yeah. I'm going to go with this because I can also tie in a bunch of other my my other favorite things about Disney. Um, But let's go with back by Gaston's Tavern Um, during the parties, especially, but even uh, during other times. You can normally catch them out there. I'm going to go with Gaston. Um, Gaston is a really, really fun meet and greet because regardless of the Gaston, whether it's in Disneyland or Disney World, it does not really matter. They cast and train that individual perfectly. It is just (laughs) so hilarious whether you go actually meet him or you just kind of like stand off fly on the wall and watch him for 10 minutes. So like the great thing about it is there's the fountain, there's Gaston's Tavern, and there's the Gaston spot where he stands. And so you can pop in, grab that delicious treat that we've talked about on this show many times, cinnamon roll and brew. And then instead of sitting inside, if it's a relatively nice day, you know, temperature wise and all that sitting outside and just kind of watching the guest on meet and greet. <laughs> he is hilarious. I mean, he is just so self-centered about who he <laughs> yeah, is. He is an ass. So I've seen him do all sorts of stuff like flex in front of a person's face. And like, it's just hilarious. It's just hilarious. And, and when people swoon over him, he'll just, Oh yes, of course I know you would have that reaction to <laughs> It's just it's just really funny and, and just really fun. it's just this lighthearted, jovial experience all the time. So even though he classifies as a villain, uh it's it's just you know, he's he's maybe the not the most non-villain villain, but also at the same time maybe the most scary villain because he represents so many people. But now we're getting into whole other I digress. Yeah, yeah it's it's yeah, a yeah. really fun meet and greet.
0: It is, it is. <laughs> um so my number three i'm gonna go over to epcot for mine and we're gonna go to the uk pavilion and kind of tucked back in the back you're gonna get to meet mary poppins um now you can meet mary poppins at a few different locations but i love this location because it is very very picturesque um normally she's either meeting in the gazebo back in the back there or there's a little garden area between the gazebo and kind of the entrance that you walk through that she'll meet you as well and and that's just a really good meet and greet you know a lot of people really enjoy mary poppins as a character she's in that iconic white dress with the red sash with the umbrella and it just just one of those characters that you know when, when you get to be an adult at Disney, it's one of those characters that you kind of search out and, and find because it is a really cool meet and greet. Um, other places that you can meet her, 1900 Park Fair, you can meet her. And then sometimes in the Hubgrass area in front of Crystal Palace, she'll be hanging out there and you can meet her there. So a few different places you can meet Mary Poppins, but she is going to be my number three choice. So let's go ahead and get to our number twos.
1: Uh, you're gonna see a theme in mine because I'm so I'm gonna stay in Magic Kingdom and I am gonna jump to the other side of the park, and I am gonna tell you that outside Pirates of the Caribbean, you can find Jack Sparrow. And I not Jack Sparrow, Captain Jack Sparrow. And yes. here's the funny thing about that. If you are just walking by, right? So again, kind of along the guest on the character training and everything about it is just so incredibly fantastic that you get lost and think like I'm straight up looking at Captain Jack Sparrow. But <laughs> what's fun, one of my favorite things to do, and it happens almost 100% of the time, if you're just walking by and you go, look, kids, it's Captain Jack Sparrow, he will break whatever he's doing and be like, appreciate the captain, thank you. <laughs> 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 because everybody just calls him Jack Sparrow and like one of the big things in look, Captain captain jack sparrow (laughs) so um it it, it is just again fantastic i yeah we could go with a lot of like the princesses and stuff like that but are those the most unique are those the most exciting i i don't know if that's necessarily where my list goes my list goes to what's fun what's amazing what's what's kind of captivating and same with you with mary poppins fantastic fantastic meet and greet. because everybody's going to go trying to grab the bells and the, you know all of that stuff. So um, Captain Jack Sparrow, you can find him. There's a little stage that he kind of messes around on. Yeah. And a lot of times he kind of plays in and around the pillars. So you can almost miss him if you walk by and don't watch that stage as you walk by. Exactly. Uh, like really, really cool meet and greet. Almost like a mini stage show that he puts on with crowd participation and, and stand-up comedy. Almost. Oh, yeah. Because
0: you talk, you talk about you know somebody in character, and, and you know that's kind of why I went with Mary Poppins as well. Is the character training, and if you talk to him about rum, and you talk about talk to him about where his ship is, they're comical topics, and he'll just go off on tangents and and all kinds of fun stuff. So the conversation is almost as good as the actual character itself mm-hmm. that that's presented in front of you. So so yeah. That is, that is a fantastic number two. And that, that that was one of the five that I had in my head. So I'm going to get a little two-for-one action here because I'm going to go with the uh, Wicked Stepsisters in Behind the Castle. I think that's it's one of my all-time favorite meet and greets that I've ever done with my family just because of their interaction with my kids, especially my son. Because he doesn't didn't necessarily understand where they were going with some of the conversation. And they kind of led him into different things. And at one point, he was going to marry both of them. And it just, I mean, the high-pitched whining and just the arguing with each other. And, and everything is absolutely perfect with that meet and greet. And they kind of meet in the Cinderella Fountain area behind Cinderella Castle at magic kingdom so if you go through the castle and off to the left there's an area there where where you can find them you can find the the fairy godmother and some other characters um in party times as well so um, my number two is going to be the wicked stepsisters so let's get to our number one choices and before we get into our number one peter where can people find you
1: uh, right here on Tuesday evenings. Every
0: Tuesday, <laughs> every Tuesday,
1: from uh, now no, until yeah. golf season. Yeah, that's that's right. It's starting <laughs> to cramp up. We are one we are one month away from tryouts. Uh, so yeah, any uh, no Facebook is the best place to find me. Send me a send me a message through my Facebook page, uh, Princess of the Mouse Travel, and if you just type in Disney Travel Agent, it'll be a, one of the top hits. And uh, would love to talk to you about whatever it is, whether it's a cruise or Disneyland or Disney World or whatever else. And then uh, just a reminder that I am moving beyond Disney a little bit, and I'm happy to help with other things like universals or Caribbean cruise lines or, or really anything that you got going on if you want to talk to somebody who will kind of take your hand, move you through the process, and help you along. Especially at Disney, I can take all the difficulty out of the planning for you so that all you have to do is worry about, uh, getting there and having a great time with your family. Well, uh, that and paying for it, but that has, that's that's ahead of time. <laughs> so I suppose there's that aspect as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, so what's your number one?
1: <laughs> Man, I, right, I got like, there's still three I wanna talk about and I really want <laughs> this one, but I really want that one. And we, we got Epcot, but then outside of that, we got a whole lot of Magic Kingdoms. So then I'm sitting here thinking, well, what if I mentioned that over at Hollywood Studios? Or what if I mentioned that over it? Uh, should, should we have one from every park? Is that a stipulation? No. I, I want to do Magic Kingdom three for three.
0: Just go three for three at Magic
1: Kingdom. All right. So I'm going to go three for three at Magic Kingdom. Kind of the same thing. Oh, also, those Wicked Stepsisters are a fantastic call because, especially during the parties when everybody's dressed up, especially at the not so scary. Oh my gosh, those ladies go to another level. Just <laughs> roasting anything that looks like Cinderella—it <laughs> is just <laughs> hilarious. Um, okay, so I am—I'm gonna—I'm gonna stay in Magic Kingdom, and I, I think my favorite meet and greet that I've—I've I've walked into ever is the whole thing that happens for Tinkerbell. And I've talked about Tinkerbell being a fantastic meet and greet on this show before. Just everything about it where through the queue line, you ultimately are shrunk down to the size of a pixie so that you can go and you can talk to Tinkerbell. And now we're the same size because of course I got shrunk down and I'm essentially walking into this enchanted pixie hollow and the meet and greet is personalized because they'll get some questions out of you heading into it. And you and I still haven't really necessarily figured out (laughs) how in the ever love of bejesus she's got to be with an earpiece or something, or or there's got to be like a teleprompter somewhere in the scenery or something like that, that gives her the talking points. But uh, it is, it is a personalized experience. It's a unique experience. It's an immersive experience. It is just a really, really fantastic character experience. And it's kind of right next to where you'll typically find Mickey Mouse. And so because of that, a lot of times she'll get the shaft on her line and you'll be able to, like, roll in really quickly yeah. because Mickey's got a 45 and people will see that and head out. But if you look kind of behind a column to the left, oh, there's Tinkerbell's line. It's only like 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. I'll go wait for that experience for sure. Yeah. No. That is, I, I just, the, the times that we have done that, like that experience just kind of stands out in terms of the face characters. Now they're all good. They're all fantastic. Character meals are of course fantastic. We've had some amazing experiences with our kids at character meals,
0: mm-hmm. but if
1: there's a spot I have to go queue up and wait for, I, I would say Tinkerbell because I don't classify character meals as face meet and greets.
0: Yeah. Well, and and, and I'm going to challenge that because my number one is going to be um, over at wilderness lodge, And I'm going to go with the evil queen, um, in the, the artist point character dining experience over, over there.
1: Enchanted storybook dining.
0: Enchanted storybook dining at artist point. Sorry. I know that
1: because I have a reservation.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But again, another just absolutely phenomenal casting job and acting job by an individual, um, my kids were genuinely terrified of the Evil Queen the first time that we went and did that that dinner experience. And you kind of meet her as you're leaving. Um, so, so you get to meet a couple of the Seven Doors. Um, always dopey and grumpy. Always do- dopey and grumpy. Snow White there? Yeah. Yeah, Snow White's there. Yeah. yeah. And then Evil Queen on the way out. And the Evil Queen... My kids, like I said, just the picture says a thousand words because they just, they look intimidated and and it's the whole, exactly. It's the whole thing. I mean, and it wasn't an acting job by my kids by any means. I mean, she was stern to the point, um, unwilling to give her autograph in their books. I mean... <laughs> she she played it up really really well um, so my number one is the evil queen over at storybook dining at artist point um,
1: what's it say about us that we picked three villains <laughs> well, I, start- I,
0: th- I, I think you know it, it says a lot about we picked a lot of characters that need a lot of detailed training for those roles when you look at those roles, you know, what were, what were your honorable mentions that didn't get?
1: Well, I'm just thinking, you know, you kind of mentioned world showcase and really world showcase could be a favorite face character spot because everybody knows about princess fairytale hall. Everybody knows about Cinderella's Royal table. You know, those are sort of like the, Hey, look at me. We're, we're these meet and greets with these princesses, but you can catch almost every princess. If you walk your way around, the world showcase at the right times of day. Yeah, you can have Mulan and Belle and Snow White. Like they're all around that world showcase. Yeah, Elsa and, and Anna. Uh, yeah, one of mine that we didn't mention. I really love Alice, and I didn't want to pile on because you had already chosen UK, and because um, you chose the UK and the Mary because Mary Poppins is back there by kind of the little bit, the little mini bandstand in UK. But Alice is normally out in the little flower garden area, kind of along the central walking. And I really just, again, same thing. It's just sort of unique, and it's such a unique casting to get that person who just fits that bill wonderfully. So, yeah, um, I mean, we could go on and on and on, and we could just cheat, 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 cheat on the top <laughs> yeah. of the, um, all of the fantastic characters, because that's the big, the big thing, right? You can put anybody into a Tigger. You can put anybody into a Mickey mouse and kind of train them gestures and things like that. But when you're a voice character, you are you are genuinely, an, you are a method actor at that yeah. point. It takes a different level of ability. And I think a lot of times we just see the character and just sort of like make the assumption of, oh, this is gonna be close to the reality. But on the flip side of that, you have a person who is, who worked their butt off to manage dialects and create content or consume content that was given to them and have to go through the incredible makeup process of putting on these big flowy gowns or these very elaborate pieces and, and all for the sake of then standing out in 90, whatever degree weather yeah. <laughs> you know, to then say, you know, make your kids day and, and make it memorable and magical. So, Oh yeah. yeah. Huge hat tip to like anybody that does that. Now being in a costume is no fair thing either. I I have been a costume character in my life and oh
0: Yeah. (laughs) You you want to talk about being being hot in something.
1: (laughs) You're like a (laughs) wrestler making weight.
0: (laughs) Peter, awesome top three tonight. Thanks for joining us. Um, I don't know that I've got a client question tonight. Do you have anything that you want to throw out as a client question tonight?
1: Yeah, well, not really a client question, but just sort of, I don't know, a tip or a recommendation. Okay. I've noticed, and I talked to, right, I, I have lots of other kind of travel agent people that I speak with, and we're noticing sort of a trend where people are kind of like reaching out, oh, 30, 45 days out and going, hey, I really want to go to Disney in March, or hey, I really want to go to Disney in June. You know, but like right now, I've got in the last, Well, since January 1st, since January 1st, I have booked two trips during late January into February. And I booked two trips for like March, late March, early April. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, my, my one kind of this isn't a client question. This is a client recommendation. If you really want everything that Disney has to offer, try to be, even if you're 62 days out from contacting me or your travel agent, that is a huge difference than 45 days out or yeah. 33 days out or anything within that 60-day window because we want you to do all of those amazing things. But it it really, really – now, if if you've got the resources and the tools, like I had a client who contacted me January 3rd, wanted to go January 30th, wanted to go to Bippity Boppity Boutique, wanted to go to Cinderella's Royal Table, and like had a – a couple other demands—not demands, but requests, um, wishes, if you will—that—that <laughs> that were easier to do. I got sleep. both of those things, but that's because I know what I'm doing. Yeah. So I was able to go and get both of those things. Um, but I don't know. Your a lot of standard travel agents aren't going to necessarily have those things, and and I would hate for you to book a trip, spend all of that money. And not get everything that you're wanting to get. And so, exactly.
0: Yeah. 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 I mean, I, Try to be I,
1: 50 I, to 90 days out, if you can at least. I, I get like, ooh, we got the money. Let's go. That totally happens, totally understandable. But, ooh, we got the money. Let's go. Push it off for two months so that you're over 60 days out.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You, you want to get to that 60 days, uh, mainly for the dining, but also, you know, park reservations, that kind of stuff, because people are going to change their plans depending mm-hmm. on what dining they can get so just make sure that you can get what you want get that 60 days out and 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 make sure that you're there um uh i guess my tip is no longer can you trust southwest with anything um (laughs) hopefully you've already rebooked your flights because the prices have come down 40 bucks basically across the board so yeah so uh (laughs) so you might want to check that yeah but uh but yeah so Southwest, they released their new stuff, uh, what, Thursday of last week. Came out with all super high prices to catch those people that booked on day one. And then one of the flights I've looked at has got, come down $50 bucks, um, a ticket since I'm it released last week. So, so yeah. So want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. Peter's going to check out his Southwest flights. I'm going to talk to him a little bit after the show. It
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, We will see you guys all next week. You guys have a wonderful week. Bye now. Hey, Peter with Princesses and the Mouse Disney Travel joined us tonight. We uh, talked some news and our top three was on our favorite face characters. Uh, Check it out. facebook at dpi podcast the travel page is at patm disney travel um over on twitter you can find us at disney insights youtube the disney planning insights podcast and on instagram at princesses in the mouse watching, listening, liking, sharing everything that you do for us. We appreciate it. You guys all have a wonderful week and we will talk to you next Tuesday. Bye now.